In the last half hour, we were talking about the sheer number of people fleeing Ukraine, displaced within Ukraine, still in conflict zones or in war zones, still sheltering from the fighting. Uh, Four million people now have left the country. The UN confirmed that today. That's a very tragic and sobering statistic, a sobering milestone. Um, More than two million of them gone to Poland. Many of them are looking to move on, to go to somewhere like Canada until it's safe to go back home. Many of them will want to go back home eventually. One of the big challenges for those who are coming here, though, will be simple things like shelter. Housing is expensive in this country, uh, hard to find at times. At times. On Monday, we spoke to Stanislav Frolova, whose father, stepmother, and grandmother left Kharkiv. They're now in Poland and Warsaw trying to sort out grandma's uh, travel documents. She didn't have a valid passport. They're hoping to come to Canada soon. But he and his sister, who are both waiting for them to come, uh, they'll be helping them out when they get here. They're struggling to find them an affordable place uh, here on the lower mainland or in the lower mainland of Vancouver, uh, of British Columbia. Here's what Stan had to say earlier this week. Finding a place to live in Lower Mainland, as many will know, is challenging enough already. Um, but uh, we're, we have some additional restrictions that we have three people. It needs to be an affordable place uh, because uh, they're not going to be able to work. They're elderly people, uh, at least not right away. They're all retired um, at the age of retirement. So um, I will basically have to be paying for that with my sister or they're staying here. That's Stanislav Folova, who's waiting for his father, stepmother, and grandmother to come to Canada from Poland. And in Folova's case, at least the family, their family, are fortunate enough to have him and his sister already here working to try to help them provide all that support, set up all those structures for them when they get here. We learned today that Canada will extend some settlement services to those fleeing Ukraine, but they will not receive all of the same supports as typical refugees. We'd already been hearing that for weeks now. Uh, The federal immigration minister uh, said Wednesday... Uh, that they will not be extending those full benefits. Many Ukrainians who have applied to come to Canada are doing so under a special visa program, visitor visa program that will allow them to work and study for three years uh, while they decide whether or not to return home. So they say so far about 60,000 Ukrainians and their families have applied to come to Canada under that program and another 12,000 have come under traditional immigration streams since January. But again, many hoping to come to Canada will lead, need more help because they don't have a support system here or a safe place to go. Uh, my next guest is trying to change that. Joining me now is Michael Thomas. He's the principal owner at Solar Ninjas Energy Solutions and currently helping Canadian hosts to help accommodate those fleeing Ukraine. Michael, thanks so much for your time tonight. Hi there, Ben. Thank you very much. So clearly there is a big need there. I think uh, as this was unfolding, no one was exactly overly clear, including those who were trying to bring family over from Ukraine as to what kind of supports would be in place. Uh, But clearly shelter and and finding people to host people who want to come here may not have the same support structures is a really big need. What inspired you to, to get involved and what have you done? Well, I, uh, I I started noticing that I was just upset all the time and uh, really unsure about what was going on, and I did a couple of things. I donated a bit here and sponsored some equipment and gear getting sent over. And I went online and I looked to hire someone for my business to to bring somebody over that was uh, looking to come. And I found a, a, a great candidate and a hundred others that were all incredible professionals and and ready to be trained and just willing and looking to work. And I said, this is amazing. And all these big Facebook groups were jumping up internationally and and everybody jumping in saying they wanted to help and they they didn't know what to do. And everybody's looking for homes. 
And uh, I really started to get the impression that there was a number of, of, of Canadians looking to offer rooms and, and help that didn't quite get the, the scope of what was happening, that, like what was needed for them when they got here. And so I started a group, um, which has turned into several, uh, to sort of prep and train, prepare, provide a government information, legitimate, valid information to Canadian hosts in a safe environment. Um, where they're not being inundated with requests for help and they can formulate really what they're going to do and commit to it. Because I guess what it really boils down to is that you really at the, (laughs) really, you need to pair people up. They need somewhere to go. And if you have no contacts here, if you don't have a, you know, a son or a daughter waiting to help you out, uh, you're going to need someone to step in and give you and give you a helping hand. So how, how many, how does it work and how many people have you managed to set up and, uh, and what are they going to do? Well, we noticed that pretty much everybody that we're coming across who has internet access is looking not just to come here and, and, and show up. I mean, they want to do things. They want to work. They want to school. They want to they be incredible. It, so we, we pair them up with people who understand what that's going to mean for the long term, who are willing to commit to these people for a significant period of time and resources, not just a guest room for your friend. Um, we've paired... Um, dozens of people in our area with jobs. So we've put five or six people into auto mechanics, professional engineering. Several large companies in the Edmonton area um, have uh, started to uh, take candidates um, into professional careers as well um, with assistance. And uh, there's more than a thousand Canadians across our couple of groups right now that are receiving information and pairing up with people in the larger international groups, finding people that really match with where they want to live in the country and what they're going to need to succeed. And uh, then we connect them with the right information, um, how they're going to get a driver's license, health care, what they might need to do to start working, what kind of support are they going to need and how should you prepare for that trauma, um, a lot of the psychological issues that might happen if they've come from a combat zone and, and connect them with other Ukrainian resources inside the country um, and, and start pairing up hosts not only with the people in these large international groups, but with how to find the right people, what to do to bring them over, what are they going to be expecting to be faced with, and how can you find more help locally, including connecting with other people who are offering rooms in your area so that, you know, the region you're living in, you have a network of support for the Canadian hosts as well as for the Ukrainians to maintain that longevity because these people might need your full and total support for six months to a year. It's, it's not a guest room scenario and it's really working out well. Yeah. Tell me about, about the success of it. Cause I gather from what you've mentioned, obviously that you've had a lot of interest. Um, so if, if Canadians are interested in helping out, what are you telling them? And, uh, and what do you think all Canadians need to know about, about offering a helping hand in this situation? You've obviously mentioned the commitment issue. This is not something, this is not for a few nights, right? Generally this could be for a while. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, we've got spaces that are partially booked up across the network in the in the two to three thousand Ukrainians sort of uh, level. And so a lot of these people, 20, 30 percent right now running across all the groups are already found matched and committed with people overseas waiting for visas. Some of them are donating plane tickets. We've got wonderful people who don't aren't able to host but want to support. So they've been paying for a hotel room in Toronto while they're resting to go to Edmonton, um, preparing with resources. And, and we tell the hosts to 
just prepare yourself to provide food support, transport, time, energy, patience, understanding their different culture. Um, they're similar to us, but different. You know, like there's a lot of things that will overlap and won't. So be prepared for differences in thinking and acting and, uh, and and to be prepared to maintain those supports for as long as necessary. Um, because these people are coming here and a lot of them are talking about, you know, they want to work and they have their little bit of savings. And the sum total of their life um, resources might be between one and three thousand dollars. And that's a lot of them in a good in a good position, depending on sort of where they're landing, right? So they don't necessarily get yet that that's not going to start a life here. So when we prep Canadians for this, it works out really well, and they they do a much better job of preparing what they're going to be needing to do and um, kind of making connections in their own community to support them down the road. Michael, I should have asked you this off the top because I knew this already to some extent. Um, how does it work? Literally, how does it work? Is it, it, it's, it's done through social media. I mean, I, I saw your Facebook page, uh, but how mm -hmm. are you connecting these people? Well, after we help um, the, them and our group set up, like, uh, for example, an offer post, you know, clearly laying out what they want to do, where they are, who they are, uh, what they're offering, for how long, all the things that they need to be really clear in simple language that will survive machine translation on an app. Um, we direct them through a number of websites that register people who will want to um, provide hosting in the future. For example, ICanHelp.host and UkraineTakeShelter.com. Um, and then also to international Facebook groups where a couple of things happen. One, there are Ukrainians who are joining. Some of these groups are 30 to 100,000 members internationally. And they're posting where they are, who they are, who's with them, and what they need do they want to go somewhere particular? Are they just happy to get out of there? Like a little bit of bit about them. You watch, you, you pick up on, okay, this fits with what I've planned for. Um, you reach out to them directly, uh, comments, messages, connections. Some of them have um, surprisingly good English. Some of them don't, but there's a lot of back and forth and volunteer translators involved as well. In other places, they post their ad in groups where Ukrainians are watching and, and, and connecting and they're in Poland or they're in Romania and they're, they're learning about Facebook. It's not one that they use full time in, in Eastern Europe. So as this continues to increase, they, they pick up on these ads, they make connections. And, and then sometimes these connections are discussed in our Canadian host group so that they sort of get advice on oh, how do I talk to this person? What questions do I need to ask? How do I make them feel safe? So there's been a lot of steps on both sides of the, of the equation. We had somebody set up free police checks in Canada for anybody who wants into to get a security clearance done in, in Edmonton at one of the police stations with no waiting, just walk in and do it. Um, supports like that. And then on the other side, how to talk to the, them and what questions they need to ask to feel comfortable with who they're bringing into their home and then find out if they need more support. Do they have money for a plane ticket? Is there a, is there a humanitarian flight? Um, what are you going to do when they land? And then that leads to more conversations and questions. And every time we generate a document, we make a little bit of a guide, um, deal with a lot of our volunteers that are talking to us. We have trauma counselors in the group. We have immigration consultants in the group. Um, a lot of people organizing to get the right information. Um, and uh, we bypass all the usual channels with the social media side. So instead of waiting for a government to make a press release that they never will, 
Um, we need to know how somebody can get a driver's license because they, they don't connect. They're not legal here. So the director's office of motor vehicles for Alberta responds directly to us and tells us, here's the four steps, the three documents. We're waiving this. They can come in and do it. And then we have this. It's concise. We send it to our hosts. Our hosts talk about it with the people that they're matching with. And they're comfortable that they can get health care, driver's license, the daily needs. Um, Mike, so we've got quite the library at this point. I was going to say a, a real work in progress. Michael Thomas, we'll talk a bit more about that uh, right after this. I'm speaking with Michael Thomas, principal owner at Solar Ninjas Energy Solutions Limited in Edmonton and currently helping Canadians host or help accommodate those fleeing Ukraine and much more essentially developing a support network for those who need it both a support network for Canadians who want to help and a support network for Ukrainians who need the help and want to come. It's interesting you were saying earlier just about how you're learning as you go. I wonder if you had, for those who, who are interested, I think a lot of people are out there are interested in helping if they can, uh, what sort of advice do you have? What kind of people are you looking for to sign up and what they sh what should they know before they do? Well, um, watching and learning first is great. You can talk to other people who are in our groups that are actually doing this and have been through the process a little bit so you can get comfortable. But um, to prepare for having a space that's just safe for them, that's um, comfortable enough that they can have a little bit of peace and dignity in, in their own environment, be prepared to provide um, full food support, um, additional products as needed, general stuff that they just won't come with. Uh, as if someone walked into your door with their wallet and a backpack and needed to stay for three to six months. And to do that in such a way that they're feeling like they're welcomed in because the bottom line of when I started this was to take the perspective that we're not giving things to these people, we're investing in them. These are, these are people who don't want to have to leave their country and take charity from other people. They're incredibly proud and effective and dedicated to, to growing and starting real lives here, and we are empowering them to do that. So people are just ready to embrace this, provide document support, a little bit of time, touring, We've got people that are offering employment as well, um, hotels that are offering uh, accommodations as well as, as work, farms, um, and then just everyday folks who are opening up, a, you know, a basement suite or, or, a whole, or a whole floor of their house just to, to bring people in and, and help them. So, so where can they find you, Michael? Where if someone was interested in, 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 having, in letting you or sort of joining up, where can they find you? Well, they can start with us on uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Canadian hosts. If you're uh, doing a search, the, the name of the group is Canadian Hosts of Ukrainians Support and Information. And uh, we have guides and help and even people. We've got a great team with uh, Ed, Janet, and uh, Sherilyn here that are helping to guide people and provide the right information. And uh, we get them started, build confidence and support them. And then when they go out and find these people that they want to bring over and help or who are coming anyway and help, thousands and thousands are in the final visa approval stages. They're going to be ready. And um, when things come up, we're here to continue ongoing support so they can discuss what's happening. So facebook.com slash groups slash 
Canadian hosts is where they can find you. I only have about a minute and a half left, but I was really curious, just you've hired someone and that sounds like you've already sort of blazed a trail uh, for others. This could be a really interesting time for people looking to recruit. I mean, there's been a shortage of employees in a lot of areas out there and uh, we may have some really qualified candidates coming into the country for at least a while. People should know the stunning uh, qualifications and, and, and quality of, of um, the first round of semi-professional and professional candidates coming out, even if their education doesn't align with ours in the same system. Um, they're a massive business and tech hub in Eastern Europe, and, and these are qualified people who are coming here to contribute and build. And you've already hired, you've already found someone apparently. That's, uh, that's fantastic. Michael Thomas, thank you so much for sharing the information uh, and talking to me tonight. Before you go, I'm just going to, one last time if people, because sometimes people don't always get this, facebook.com slash groups slash Canadian hosts. Yes. Keep up the great work and uh, fascinating to hear all about it tonight, Michael. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Ben.